Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and wow, uh, been out west, uh, out in California for a couple of weeks, and I got <laughs> we got an interesting show, let me say that. We have one weird economy with a strange brew of politics. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, we're going to get into that real soon. But let me just give you a follow-up. I told you we'd be watching what is going on in Arizona with the with, with looking at all the ballots. They're, they're doing an audit of the election in November in Arizona. Over 2 million votes in Maricopa County, the biggest county in Arizona, which really influences the Arizona election. Over 2 million votes. Uh, they, they have the ballots, looking at them physically scanning them looking for folds doing everything they can it's a real audit an extensive audit of all the ballots in maricopa county arizona and so far they've got 67 percent of two million ballots counted and now they're not giving any statistics not telling anything about it until the entire count is finished but i can tell you i did on the way to California, driving out west, we went through the state of Arizona, two different directions, one coming in and one uh, coming back. And I believe Arizona is Trump country. I don't believe that Arizona voted for Joe Biden. Now, can I prove it? Nope, we got vote tallies. and so. But I will say this, I am glad that they're doing a real audit of the election in the state of Arizona. Uh, two other things that I have noticed in the last week. Delegations uh, delegations from a Georgia Senate, state Senate, and delegations from the Pennsylvania <clears throat> state Senate came to Arizona to observe how they were doing the audit. Uh, is that interesting? I find it very interesting because obviously there's some people in the state of Georgia and the state of Pennsylvania saying, if Arizona can do this, if the state Senate in Arizona can do this, why can't we? And the question becomes, why should they not do it? I believe it's very important for the American people. Constitutionally, we have Joe Biden as our president. He is, he was, it was a certified election, but we've got to ask, why was the election certified with so many questions, with so many uh, claims and uh, allegations of voter fraud? So let's see what's going on in Arizona, but if we find 
a massive amount of fraud, of course other states should look at it. It'd be imperative, imperative that it's done. So that's Doc Holliday's uh, report on the Arizona audit. We'll continue to watch what is going on and hopefully get results very soon. Now, yeah, well, and let me say the Democrats are still trying to suppress it, still trying to stop it, and for all means, why in the world would you stop an election audit? It, it's over with. Election's over with. Why stop it? Why slow it down? Why ridicule it? And yet that's what the Democrats are doing. And they will do the same thing in Pennsylvania or Georgia or Michigan or Wisconsin or wherever one has tried to be held. But for the sake of the American people, for the sake of the American electorate, for the sake of the American future, please let the audits go forward with real audits and checking all the ballots. That's Doc Holliday's point of view. Now, let's get back to this strange economics. We have one weird economy with a strange brew of politics. And why, why do I say that? What is going on in Washington, D.C. with Joe Biden? and the Democrats, and they are trying to borrow more and more, not just a little bit, we're talking about trillions of dollars pumping money into places where it's just weird. I, let me tell you what sums up the weirdness of it all. And I'm going to talk about more about Los Angeles. Spent a couple weeks in California, and I'll talk about Los Angeles and homelessness and some things I saw there today so we'll get to that in a minute but here's one thing that really summed up what I'm talking about this strange brew of politics and one weird economy there's homelessness homelessness in many places around the country now when we were the uh, my group, when we went to California to help shoot some film, my son was working on a film project, and then we were coming back through Phoenix, Arizona, and we were making the, making the uh, observation, well, it doesn't look like there's homeless out here in Phoenix, Arizona, like there was in California. We pulled off the interstate, and then we saw a different a different environment there was homelessness and there was a lot of people out and at a place we went in to get fuel at a rest stop or gas station went in to get fuel got some gas got something to eat went by chick-fil-a to get some lunch and the chick-fil-a we went through the drive-through because it was not open like many many restaurants all across the country driving through you can't just drive through get out use the restroom and buy something in a in a restaurant and most of the quick food food places of course the doors are locked it's drive-through only and it's drive-through only for several reasons number one you can't find enough workers they don't have enough workers to run the counter and clean the restrooms keep everything clean so they just shut the doors lock the doors and it's a drive-through only they keep the 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 number of employees low to keep functioning 
So we're in Phoenix, Arizona. Stop by Chick-fil-A. Get lunch. Have to go do the drive-thru because doors aren't open. And then we get our lunch. In the bag is a card that says, please, we need workers desperately. We need workers desperately to put a card in the bag with our lunch. Each <laughs> We had two or three bags, and each bag had a card saying, we need workers desperately. If you know anyone, please apply to work. Then we go over to get fuel, and at the fuel station, there's homeless people. Young, old, you see, but there's one couple. There was a boy and a girl. I say a boy and a girl because they were in their 20s, probably mid to late 20s. And the guy comes up as we're trying to try, trying to get fuel and ask if we have any spare change. Now look at him and his girlfriend, homeless, raggedy, but strong, vibrant. You know, it, it, and my question is to America, why do we have enormously well benefits for unemployment and you got restaurants and many small businesses begging begging for workers and then you got people who can work and they're begging for money what's wrong with this strange brew of politics going on in Washington, D.C., where they want to borrow more and more money to put a heavier debt, like putting concrete boots on young people and saying, go out and swim. It doesn't make sense. We got one weird economy. One weird economy. Now, what? why couldn't the guy and his girlfriend clean up and go ask for a job at Chick-fil-A or ask for a job at many places. If they don't want to work uh, a quick food stop, then there's plenty of other places begging for workers. Begging. These small businesses and big businesses and factories, <laughs> they need workers. The un unemployment rate is high. Why? Because we're paying people not to work yes they are pockets where yes there's needed unemployment benefits are needed we got to keep the american economy moving but there's something wrong it's baked in and the democrats refuse to admit that there's eight million jobs unfilled in america and we still have a high unemployment rate there's not as many jobs for two months in a row. We just got the report out last week. They did not have as many new jobs as they thought they would have. People are not going back to work in the numbers that everybody estimated. The jobs are there. Why are they not going back to work? That is a good question. And... This young couple that I saw in Phoenix is the epitome of what's going on. Can you spare some change? Are they getting unemployment checks?
Are they, I don't know their story. Are they using it for drugs? Are they just down on their luck? And they just don't want to work? And they just want to beg? When there's a, when there's a small business begging for workers? Just 25 feet away? Something is not right with this picture. This economy. This country. Something is not right. And we have a very very volatile situation and what do i mean by a volatile situation we're we're going to get to that tied in what's going on in los angeles tied in what's going on in california and what's going on in other states and we're going to get to all that but first let me remind you that you're listening to doc holiday's rock splitting politics you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net and we're glad to have you i know we got some new listeners across the country Met some of you on my trip out going out west. So glad you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And again, we're diving into these strange economic brews that are going on in our country right now. It's like some enchantment brew, some enchantment soup. Saying that, I went through the land of enchantment of uh, New Mexico on the way to California. So crazy, crazy environment that we're in and it's a little bit disheartening, like I told you about, a young couple that wants to beg for money instead of working at uh, fast food that's begging for workers. So we got a lot to talk about on the second half of the show, but I do want to remind everybody I got a book that I wrote along with Dr. Alveda King and Dr. Alex McFarland called Bedrock Truth. You can get that book by going to www.docholiday.com. Dot O-R-G. Holiday's got two L's in it. Now, I do want to remind everybody that we not only have a book called Bedrock Truth, there are some other books on there that that we'd love to get out to you. So be sure to check out www.docholiday.org and check out the books. We'd love to get any of those out that you would like and uh, would love you to order those books. So there's another thing I wanted to remind everybody that at the end of the show, we will have our crypto corner talking about some cryptocurrencies. Uh, Bitcoin, it's been a wild couple of weeks, roller coaster ride. I told you I went out west and, and a trip and all the way to that was some crazy up and down in, in the cryptocurrency world. So I got some things and to comment on a crypto corner at the end of the show. So just letting you know that. And now, uh, take a listen, a little bit, a song from uh, the 70s, a Steve Miller Band. Let's just play a little clip from that. I want you to listen to the lyrics. Take a listen to this. Who don't have enough to eat, sure the children, with no shoes on their feet, how's the people living in the street? Well, Steve Miller sang, How's the People Living in the Street? And wow, there were a few in the 70s. But I mean, we're talking about multiple, multiple homelessness in America in the year 2021. And you can't call it all from COVID. 
can't call it because there's not jobs. In the Great Depression, you read about, and some of your parents, grandparents, great-grandparents can tell you about stories of the Great Depression, that generations fast uh, dying out. But one thing in the Depression that is so different from now, in the Depression of the 1930s, nobody, I'll, I'll take it back, it was hard to find a job. Most of the people that were homeless, most of the people had uh, little food to eat, and they could not find a job. Now, contrast that to today. There's people who are homeless all over America, but there are jobs everywhere. Now, when I went to Los Angeles, what's it like? I've seen pictures. You've seen pictures. I spent a couple weeks out there having to drive around through downtown Los Angeles. Everywhere you turn, there's tents under any any uh, bridge, the interstates, wherever there's wherever there's public land. There's tents. There's homeless tents. There's people by the thousands. And they lay in the streets going downtown Los Angeles. You have to walk over bodies in the street. Sometimes they are not clothed well. They'll have some things wrapped. But, I mean, they got uh, exterior, uh, posteriors exposed just laying in the street. You have to walk over them. The, the city, they don't make people get off the street. They just lay there. And you have to walk over them. And, and all over downtown Los Angeles, you have to watch where feces is. You have to watch where just just the, the, the nastiness and, and the environment of litter and, and burnt. Now, I don't know if they burn things for drugs, if they burn things to stay warm at night. Of course, it doesn't get that cold. That's why Los Angeles attracts so many homelessness. And it's 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 a situation that's so sad. It tears your heart out to see the homeless. Uh, there's a there's a park. Went by that several times. Stayed nearby MacArthur Park. It's been in many movies. It's been. Uh, songs written about MacArthur Park right there in Los Angeles and it's nasty now it's just nasty with dirt and grime and people and overwhelming homeless tents and the drug problem and and the litter and the no care attitude and it's just filthy just a dirty nasty place it's nothing beautiful about the park and yet that's what we see in los angeles as a reflection on our culture and our society so what do you do about it steve miller saying how's the people living in the street there is a solution there's a lot of solutions but the democrats are not finding the solution by borrowing more money and more money by the trillions and pushing it into uh, things that they say are infrastructure but they say 
infrastructure now is anything social with it. Republicans are wanting to scale it down and say, let's just have an infrastructure bill. We need that to put people to work. And I'm thinking if people aren't working now, you get the infrastructure bill, are you going to find enough workers to get the job done? This is a crazy economy. I'll give you an example of the nastiness of what goes on in a culture that rewards nastiness, rewards homelessness. And I, I went to a laundromat there. And at the laundromat, there's an elderly gentleman. And he was from outside of our country. He's, he'd come to America on a refugee program. And so I believe he's an American If he's not a citizen, he's here on a refugee program. But his son-in-law owned a laundromat. Nice laundromat, modern, everything modern. But he said, you know, it's been tough on small businesses with the shutdown. And the California still shut down in many ways. Still, you got to wear a mask outside, inside, everywhere you go. And a lot of restaurants not even open. A lot of businesses closed. And yet they talk about the laundromat. This is what happens now in Los Angeles. I'm sure it's in most of the laundromats. He said that the owner or son-in-law really, he cannot afford. You have to, to get somebody to stay there. You have to pay them over $10 an hour. Sometimes you don't even make $10 an hour during the day in a laundromat at different times in the day. But if you don't have somebody there, what happens? The homeless come in. You think, well, that's good. They need to clean their clothes. It would be good. It costs a lot more to wash your clothes. Like uh, it was three seventy-five or so for a uh, washer load of clothes. But it's a quarter to dry your clothes. So what happens after it rains or after, you know, uh, their clothes get wet, the homeless, they will go into a laundromat and they won't wash their clothes. They just stick the nastiness, the stinking clothes into the dryer to dry their clothes for a quarter. And what that does is it runs the dryers where everything stinks, smells, because the clothes won't wash before they're put in a dryer. And then your good customers don't want to come in, you know, if, if they got nasty dryers. And so, therefore... This uh, this uh, refu- former refugee for works for his son-in-law or helps his son-in-law. He probably doesn't get paid. I don't know how it, it work out an arrangement, but he has to stay there to keep the homeless from bringing in nasty clothes, so that they won't put the nasty clothes in the dryer to dry them for a quarter. And that's the businesses. That's the small business strain that's going on. Can't afford to hire people because you have to pay more wages than you can make. And then, but if you don't have somebody there, a good business is is run down by people uh, homeless who will abuse their uh, business by putting nasty clothes into a dryer without washing them first. And that's just a, a small example of what's going on around our country. That's why I said we have this weird 
weird, strange economic brew that's going on, that's spinning around. And what's scary about this strange brew, this strange, weird economy, is that it is being built on a house of cards. A house of cards that the Democrats are engineering. And it's not something that is sustainable. And it's not something that's good for the future of America. We cannot keep going on paying people not to work, borrowing more and more money from the future, and act like nothing's wrong. It's amazing we haven't collapsed in our economy. It's a little bit scary. And as I say that, let me just say there is hope that the anti-socialists will get together with the conservatives, Republicans, the conservative Democrats, people who don't believe in socialism, who are scared of socialism because they've seen what socialism has done in other places around this world. We got to get we got to stick together. <clears throat> I don't care if we agree with each other. I don't care if we can say we can't agree on everything, but we can agree that socialism is bad for America, and we have got to make sure every Democrat is defeated until the Democratic Party understands that socialism will kill it. Socialism will hurt America. It will hurt the Democratic Party until they get the socialists out of the Democratic Party. And the only way to do that is to make them understand they will not win elections supporting socialism and communism and Marxism and all these isms that are tearing down the structure of America and what's made America great and made America the greatest country in this world, the one, the greatest country this world has ever seen. And there's a force that wants to destroy America. It's into socialism and Marxism that is marching around this country with a pride that they've never known before. Why? Why do young people want to support socialism and Marxism and somehow believe it's going to make this country better? It will not, and the only way to defeat it is for everybody who understands that socialism is bad, you get behind. It won't be a perfect candidate, but we make sure Democrats do not win elections until they get rid of the socialists in their party. It's a poison to their party. It's a poison to our country. And that's why we got to stick together. Now, let me real quick go into our crypto corner and end up the show let me just remind you, if anybody looks at Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and go, oh my, it, yes, it's a roller coaster. They, some of, many of them got cut in half. That's, that's huge. That's huge. But at the same time, is it destroying Bitcoin? Is Bitcoin going away? Are cryptocurrencies going away? I will tell you, some cryptocurrencies will go away. There's over 5,000 of them. That's a lot. But you look at the top thousand. Some of those will fall away. But the cream is rising to the top. We're finding some of these cryptocurrencies. Some go, well, what backs them up? You know, what, what's backing up the, the uh, cryptocurrency and its uh, market cap? 
It's market capitalization. Technology. Some of these cryptocurrencies, and that's what we're going through this filtering process. Who's got the best technology? Who, which, which cryptocurrency has what others need to build on each other? It's building, it's growing, and we're seeing real technology being tested in the waters, and it's good. That's capitalism. Who's got the best cryptocurrency? Who has a cryptocurrency that will work in the real world and give a better mousetrap? Who will build a better cryptocurrency? It's happening now. We're seeing it. It's evolving. It's growing. It's not always pretty. It's not going to always go straight up. We're seeing it happen, and that's good. Even though it hurts when somebody loses half of the value of Bitcoin or one of the cryptocurrencies, but that's the part of what's growing in a new technology. And so we will see cryptocurrencies that have strength build up and you'll see a higher market capitalization so check that out what's going on don't fear it i'm not saying invest in it i'm not saying put money in it i'm not a financial advisor but i'm saying it is growing and it is going through the ups and downs but it's weeding out the the currencies that aren't as good some of them are uh not not worth the paper they're written on but many of them have technologies that will change the financial landscape of America and the world. So keep watching. Keep listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And we will be back next week. Hey, if you didn't listen to last week's show of Alan Dershowitz, go back in the archives. Listen, we had a great show talking about free speech with uh, the world-renowned Alan Dershowitz last week. So go back and listen to that show. And keep listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics as we'll tell you things here you won't hear anywhere else. God bless. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.